We're recording. It's all you. Oh, God, I wasn't looking. Sorry. All right. <laughs> I'm just reading. Um, so on today's expose, we are talking about Shogo Lee, a new-ish character, uh, first debuting in X-Men Volume 4, number one, in May 2013. So that's relatively recent in comic book. Oh, he's created by Brian Wood and Olivier Coipel. I know Olivier Coipel because he talks to me on Instagram and draws naked pictures of people and wants to show me. <laughs> Yay! So, yeah, he's very, he's a very cool guy, very uh, prominent comic book guy. But yeah, I've talked with him, so he's very cool. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, this guy, this Shogo thing is a baby, a little cute little. Asian baby. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and apparently he was adopted by a Jubilee for a little bit, like a little orphaned baby after a meteor strike. And she named him Shogo. And yeah, um, <laughs> I'm learning about him as we go. Uh, <laughs> I read that he, something about a Sentinel X. I don't know how that's related. And then there's him turning into a dragon. I don't know. So, Tell me more, because I'm lost. So sexy X's <laughs> to Kevin's credit, I throw random characters at him <laughs> like, go, talk about them. So this is pretty <laughs> awesome that he got as far as he did. But yeah, Shogo was weird because <laughs> there was like a bacteria named Archaea, and um, I'm forgetting his name, but he basically possessed the baby Shogo as a way to like, uh, John Sublime. <laughs> John Sublime, who was an enemy of the X-Men, possessed Shogo so that way he could get in with the X-Men. So once John was like thrown out of the body, Shogo's just a regular baby. And Jubilee, um, like Kevin said, adopts Shogo, which is why I thought it would be fun to use him for this episode, because it shows like <laughs> this is another one where I'm like, did the person who created Shogo, like, were they inspired by the comics because we had this episode? Who knows? But um, uh, when they go to Otherworld, which is basically like Camelot, because uh, um, Merlin is there, King Arthur's there. It's a very like mystical world. There's this whole thing where if the mutants oh. die in Otherworld, they can't resurrect the same. They come back like different because they died in a different place. But um, randomly, when Shogo's there, he turns into a huge dragon, which <laughs> is really random, and they haven't really said why this happens. <laughs> But I also thought that was fitting for this episode since there's a dragon. And then, uh, well, actually, in the comic, there's a dragon. But yeah, and. He, Is he related to Lockheed? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And they haven't really, like, as far as we know so far, Shogo is just a regular human, but. If he is a mutant, it wouldn't manifest until he's a teenager anyway. So maybe that'll be a storyline right, in the future. Right, right. But yeah, Shogo, yay! I go where I want to go. Gene! Scott! Gene!
welcome to this week's Solving for X. My name is Sean. I'm the ultimate excavationist. And I'm something of an X fan myself, Kevin. And it's been a while since I've recorded with this person. <laughs> Somebody who is near and dear to my fart. Hi, Alan. How are you? <laughs> that was a fart. Oh, my gosh. so this is alan my partner my love and he used to do the marvelous galaxy of disney with me and we got him for solving for x and once upon a cult and once upon a cult with rachel yeah yeah 100 episodes 100 episodes even just like disney 100 (laughs) booyakasha (laughs) so we asked you here because you love Love, 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 Jubilee. So I thought I'd show you like the preeminent Jubilee episode and get your thoughts on it. And you did show it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it that draws you to Jubilee? I think for me, I always like the underdog character and she's very much so that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, like she's Asian too, which I didn't really realize until later on that she is because i don't know from from what i've seen in the past like they don't really talk about it that much which is kind of cool too it's not it's like yeah she's asian so what but um yeah so that's kind of why and i also want to preface that i'm not like a huge marvel x-men fan so i'm in no way an expert in any of this or, <laughs> or even jubilee i just like her yeah, I told Alan I suck up for Jubilee on the podcast last week because she's actually really oh, strong. Yeah. She could yeah. like split atoms. Really strong. Yeah, she could be a vampire too. She she has been a vampire. <laughs> yes, she was a that's true vampire single mother. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a book somewhere there. <laughs> vampire single mother. <laughs> Very nice. I like it. And Kevin, you look all like clean cut and you got your beard coming yeah. back, which I saw your post. I know. Looking so slippy. Yeah, my little I know, right? Oh. <laughs> I got my haircut. They let me they let, let me cut my hair now. I don't have to be all seventies anymore. Nice. So So yeah. well we had a question last week. I thought this was fun. We asked if you could possess any mutant, who would you possess? And much like many of our fill-in-the-blank questions, we didn't get a whole lot of answers, but I thought we'd read through through what we got. I know Ryan Terry said Storm. I saw that. And I know Alan said Jubilee. (laughs) What? What? Shocker. Shocker. So we had Dog Waffle, who is my good friend Jesse, said Scarlet Witch, so I can have all the powers. We had our other best friend, Rachel, said, ha, 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 Can you guess? <laughs> I laugh in the face of danger. <laughs> Can you guess? Rogue. The answer is rogue. <laughs> she even told me, like, as if you had to ask me. Like, she's like, you know who I'm going to pick. Which, if I could possess someone, I wouldn't want to be rogue. It's like, well, I guess rogue now, because she could control her power now. Yeah. So, touche. So we also had from Casey Crypto, which I just want to highlight Casey Crypto real quick. Thank you for being such an active listener. Um, thank you for your kind of political satire um, Instagrams you post. I always <laughs> love seeing your posts. I love that you are so active in answering your questions. And thank you for being a dedicated fan for us. We appreciate you. 
But um, yay, thank you. You're welcome. Even though you're not Casey Crypto. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you're thinking. Him. I was thinking. Right, I, know, I know. I <laughs> know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said North Star. Yeah. That would be a fun one. Ooh. Ooh, North Star. Um, Hyrule Commander. I feel like he has ulterior motives uh, here. He said Trevor Fitzroy, and I feel like it's because he knows we find Trevor Fitzroy <laughs> sexy. So he's like, I'm gonna get in with my boys. <laughs> <laughs> um kayla Fay 35 said mystique which that would be fun because that's kind of like going with my theory if you're mystique you could turn into anything you want and have some fun and party with it that's true yeah uh ryoria who's our friend ryan which i haven't told ryan this but the episode he was on is one of our most <laughs> listened to episodes and i mean Oh. Not to sound like a bitch, but like it's just Ryan. We've had drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race, and Ryan has had more listens to than those drag queens. So get it, girl. You well, get you it, go. girl. You don't even have to get be it. on RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan said, "Iceman all the way." Uh, Legion Ivory, who is a acquaintance of you, Kevin said, "Legion, my yeah. namesake." Homeboy got over 21,000 oh. abilities. I want my pick of the litter, LOL. <laughs> That's a good Very point. Because, nice. yeah, he can basically create anyone he wants in his mind, and he has whatever powers they have. The only downside is if he creates someone crazy, he's going to be crazy. <laughs> he's be crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Art of Lucas, another uh, dedicated listener who we appreciate, said, Wanda. I'd give everyone what they wanted. Welcome to House of L. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. Thank you for those responses. We appreciate you. All right. Jubilee's Fairy Tale Theater. (laughs) (laughs) So this one actually aired uh, the week before, I think it was, uh, The Fifth Horseman. Or it aired before it. Okay. It aired uh, November 16th, 96. And it's written by Brooks Watchell. And Kevin just said, Jubilee is Krista. <laughs> Did you get the picture? I sent a picture. Oh, you sent the picture? Okay. Oh, it's not, let's see. It's, it's not loading yet. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. It's, it's not. It's still telling me it's loading, but it'll come when it comes. But yeah, with that <laughs> hair, she looks like. Do you know Krista from um, Ferngully? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> this I mean I I said it last episode, but now I'm like, okay, now it's really ev- evident with these ears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fast, me fast, me fast. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we start off on Jubali leading a group of children through underground caverns beneath Xavier's school because she's giving the tour. Why not? <laughs> She's pretending to be smart by reading to them about limestone. (laughs) Spencer, the class know-it-all, starts talking to her, and he's fucking annoying. (laughs) One of the kids tells Jubali she probably gets to do some really radical things. Cue flashback. So, do you know why Kevin says Jubali like that? No. Because that's how Storm says it in the show. (laughs) (laughs) So right off the bat, we have a 90s moment. Do you know what the 90s moment is? Yeah. You got mail. 90s moments. 
Radical. Yeah. <laughs> Radical, Radical, dude. And there's another one. There's another one in this too. Oh my gosh. Oh, I know. I got it, girl. I got it covered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fun fact here. So one of these kids is voiced by Tara Shardinoff, who we may know more so as Tara Strong. Strong. Yeah, who is a legendary mm. voice actress. Yeah. Yeah. So many things. So many. Things. So many things. Okay, so I have a question. Okay. Okay. An outsider looking into this episode. Oh no. <laughs> how is she? Like, is she a teacher? How does she get to be like the leader of these kids? You know. Well, they do have the flashback. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Okay. But yeah, it is a little bit random that like these kids are visiting this like obscure school in yeah. upstate New York and Professor X is like, Jubilee, you lead them. <laughs> yeah. And why and why is the tour beneath the school? Shouldn't it be showing them the actual school? Why are we looking at caves? Yeah, like we've never seen these caves before, but this is another thing that's it's interesting that like, you know, about ten years later we find out that Gray Malkin, who we talked about on this podcast a few episodes ago, was in these caves. So yeah. it just shows, like, I don't know for sure, but I think this show had so many effects on the comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jubilee ponders on a time when she was arguing with Professor X. He wants Jubilee to stay behind and babysit a bunch of kids while him, Beast, and Gamut get to go on a mission. I guess we all know how that argument turned out. Jubilee watches the trio of testosterone head out to meet with the president while she's left to babysit. <laughs> so, Kevin, did you notice anything about Gambit or Gambit's voice? Oh, my God. <laughs> Everything. His stupid. His stu- First, I'm like, Ew, what is that voice? Is there a new voice actor? Is this the change voice actor? I don't know. But it didn't sound like him at all. It sounded like fake. I don't know. And then this stupid like little hair. This is a little. <laughs> I hated this hair. Ugh. Bothered me. I had that in my notes like crazy. Yeah. So um, I forgot his name. His last name is Potter, who does the regular Gambit voice. He's credited with seventy-two yeah. episodes out of seventy-six. I think it's Chris Potter. Um, this is actually Tony Daniels voicing him in this episode. <laughs> Oh, I don't like it. Uh, there's one point where he sounds like Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, he sounds very really French the rest of the time, which I know, like, French and Creole, like, kind of go hand in hand, but there's a difference. And I feel like. I mean, they speak the same French. language, yeah. but there's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. This was, this, he was trying to be a Parisian versus a Cajun. Yeah. <laughs> But it is what it is. Luckily, I don't think Gambit is in these last few episodes too much. So hopefully we don't have to see him too much. Okay. <laughs> uh, back in the caverns, an annoying child thing rips Jubilee out of her reverie. Jubilee leads the kids further into the cavern to see more rocks. The ground beneath the kids begins to shake. As it does, a big chunk of the cave collapses, trapping the group. Jubilee, Jubilee tries to call the X-Men on a beeper. <laughs> Jubilee a re- very elite, exclusive, fancy beeper. Yeah, it was Top like, of the line. Top of the line beepers here. I didn't know that existed. <laughs> Jubilee reassures the kids that the cave is safe. She decides to tell the kids a story to take their minds off the issue at hand. Is this where you found that 
90s moment, Kevin. <laughs> 90s moment, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever have a beeper? No, I did not. Did you? They were a thing, but I was kind of young. Mm. Yeah, no. I had to share my... Well, my brother had one, but yeah, I had to share with them. I remember yeah. my dad gave me his old beeper. So, like, everybody had these, like, cool, like, trendy ones. And I had this, like, bulky, ugly one. But people thought I was so cool. Like, you have a beeper. And then, like... Yeah, my sister had one. That was it. That was around the time that, like people were finding out you could um like send the numbers to like say something <laughs> boom boom love all right <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what we do on the calculators too yeah know? yeah with the number yeah so i remember it was around the time that <laughs> i was going to disneyland a lot on my own i think i was like 13 and that's when i like had the beeper and i'd have to go find a pay phone and like call my parents it was a thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a thing with this scene too. She's like, she's like, wakes up. She's like, oh, I must have dozed off. <laughs> like, like, Miss Lee. I'm like, she passes out when she's watching kids. These kids could have been off rambling and running around everywhere, been dead somewhere. It's like, oh, where'd they go? I just dozed off. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's super random. Yeah. <laughs> Jubilee goes into her story about a happy kingdom a long time ago, far, far away. It was ruled by a handsome prince and his princess, Jean. (laughs) Real fucking original. (laughs) (laughs) The land is... And why does she mention Cyclops' name? She's just a prince and a princess. She only cares about her. I know, he's just handsome prince. Uh, (laughs) And she's like, Jean... Okay. Um, the land is protected by the McTaggart crystal. Murder McTaggart's crystal, but divided in half by the ancients. But the evil sorcerer, Magnus the Malevolent, wants that damn shard. If he ever got the shard, he would be able to conquer all kingdoms everywhere. <laughs> so, how do you feel about these characterizations so far? I mean, of who we see so far, or everybody? Yeah. I guess, well... Um, I mean, I got the Magnus right away. Same color scheme and everything, and the helmets of the people, of the thingy-majiggers. Um, and Jean and Cyclops being prince and princess, I was not bothered. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> oh. I, don't, I was meaning to tell you this like last week and I forgot. There's a, I started reading the Days of Future Past. I forget what it's called, but it's basically a prelude. It fills in the blanks of how it got to Days of Future Past. It is oh. like, it's intense. Um, they showed like <laughs> okay. one of the Sentinels grabbed uh, Warren by the legs mm. and pulled him in half like a chicken bone, like pulled his body oh. in half. Oh. And at one point, like, when they first show Cyclops, he can't shoot his things, and you don't know why. And it turns out what had happened is, um, I'm trying to remember. So Magneto kind of is the one who started the whole Days of Future Past by accident because he was trying to get all the nuclear um, bombs together. So he had Mastermind go on a ship to like steal all these nuclear bombs. 
So when Scott and Jean go onto the ship to try to, and Shadowcat go to try to stop him, Jean is triggered by the fact that it's Mastermind after what he did to her during the Phoenix Saga. Oh, yeah, right. So she mm-hmm. like shoots at him, but it triggers the bombs to explode. So like <gasps> Jean's like, it's cool. It's cool. I'm the Phoenix. I can survive. So she tells Kitty, like, grab Scott and save him. So Kitty, like, grabs Scott and, like, phases them. But it turns out Jean can't handle it. And she dies in the explosion. And Scott is so obsessed with Jean that he's watching her the whole time. So the nuclear explosion, even though he's phased, burns out his eyeballs. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he had to sit there and watch as Jean is, like, pulled apart. Jeez. So it. Oh, and that's just in the first book. (laughs) Oh no! That's too much. That's too much. (laughs) The trauma. Trauma. All right, but I digress. (laughs) We're not here to talk about X Men. We're here to talk about X Men. (laughs) Speaking of which, (laughs) cut to a sexy, saucy rogue, but not that one in the forest. He's been. Pursued by Magneto, by Magneto-shaped soldiers, Gambit, who now sounds like Speedy <laughs> Gonzalez, runs from his... <laughs> we need to run! <laughs> the soldiers are worried that if they don't catch the rogi Gambit Gonzalez, then they will be used as pots and pans. Yeah, and here's where I put he's voiced by Tony Daniels. Sorry, Tony Daniels. I'm sure you're a great voice actor, but I guess like stepping into the shoes of someone who is already doing it, like that's a hard thing to do, yeah. especially when you don't sound and, like him. <laughs> right. <laughs> but this is when he was doing, Gambit was doing that Ninja Turtles video game. The, remember the Super Nintendo arcade game or whatever, or Ninja Turtles? He did the whole flip in the air. That's what I thought of when Gambit was fighting these guys. <laughs> oh yeah i could see that yeah too shy yeah i forget which game it's called but i remember it <laughs> um was it the one all on right. sega or super nintendo I, I think it was on like all of them yeah it's snes but it might have been other ones too okay you know we're just walking down the street and you do your flips in the air and you're like yeah hi-ya. Hi-ya. <laughs> Yeah. Meanwhile, in another part of the forest, Gambit happens upon a man and a woman in a horse-drawn carriage. They agree to let Gambit hide in their hay. <laughs> that sounds naughty. Come hide <laughs> I, in my hay. I know. <laughs> That's my thought. I was like, ooh, hide in the hay. Roll, roll, She's like, roll, roll in the ro- hay. Roll in the hay with me. <laughs> She's like, get in there. Yeah. I'm sure there's lots of other people in there, too. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's a very big haystack. It's a very big haystack. <laughs> But it's too late. The soldiers have already caught up. Gambit asks the merry trio to join him in fighting Magnus's merciless tyrants. Gambit is punched in the face and falls to the ground as the soldiers easily dispatch the group. So even in this fantasy, Gambit is useless. He's always useless. Yeah. They order for the team to be destroyed. Just then, fireworks are heard in the distance. Gambit and friends think it is the legendary Juba- Jubilee come to rescue them. Just then, Jubilee shows up and easily dispatches the guards. <laughs> Did you notice any other characters in this scene randomly? That blonde guy. 
It was Longshot. I saw him. <laughs> I saw him. He had that hair. Yeah. yeah. I saw him. So, I mean, I think it's cute that because we know she had a crush on him that she would add him. But it's also like I wish he was used more and I wish he had a better voice because whoever voiced him was like <laughs> business casual voice. <laughs> right. <laughs> Back in the cavern, stupid, shitty Spencer interrupts the story. <laughs> much like most toxic, <laughs> much like most toxic MCU fanboys, he wants to know why Jubilee gets to the main, be the main hero. Why are you in charge? You're a girl. Girls don't believe we get to be heroes. It's like where are the men's at? <laughs> Jubilee tells him to fuck off. It's her story. <laughs> Time out for you, Spencer. <laughs> Go in that corner of the cave and get drowned by the water. Wow, that got dark. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the cave starts to collapse more, and Jubilee's like, ha yes, that's why I said Spencer over there. <laughs> no, but, <really. laughs> but Jubilee tells the kids to look over there. Look over there! And he keeps telling the story. <laughs> <laughs> she's like it's like nothing going on here let me just check this real quick oh this is bad don't worry children yeah we're fine <laughs> everything's fine yeah, you know and it falls asleep <laughs> <laughs> <You're right. laughs> is this one like those two kids though why do those two kids always talk together those two boys say the exact same thing at the exact same time like that's weird. I know. I That's feel uncanny. like they were supposed to be twins, but their hair was like two different colors. Which, right. I don't know. But, but even that is like, are they telepathic twins? Is that what they're trying to tell us? Sure. Because <laughs> that, that was very odd that they're like, talking together. Yeah. <laughs> At least the girls are like, it was it a love story about a princess. They took turns. That made more sense. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Which, by the <laughs> way, have you seen the Marvels yet? Speaking of MCU shitty fanboys. Uh, I w- no, I haven't. I've been meaning to go, but I need to go because I need to support it. And I be- keep hearing amazing things and I need to go. Yeah. So, all the reviewers and everybody I know who's seen it love it. It's just people aren't seeing it. Yeah. It's really good though. I, it's one of my top tier yeah. Marvel movies, I'd say. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Back in the land of Jubilaz, Gambit and... Oh my gosh, I'm glad you saw this because I saw this too. <laughs> <laughs> I had exactly same feeling. <laughs> There's so many references. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gambit and friends are being held captive, but Jubilee is able to free them. Jubilee takes a minute to stop and take the drink since she's now all sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> in the first yeah, season. Yeah, Jubilee's fat and sweaty. In the first season, like, there's multiple references to be her, like, oh, you lost weight. Are you gained weight? Oh or, like, God. why are you all sweaty? And we're like, why oh, are wow. you like this, Gambit? <laughs> So we like to add little things. Uh, She destroys the last of the metallics except for the one holding Gambit. He tries to run, but he's stopped by a green Wolverine Hulk thing. And Jubilee is right. I put Wolverine Smash. Thank you. (laughs) Jubilee asks Gambit why Magnus wants to nab him so bad. And Gambit brings up that the McTaggart crystal and everyone gasps. Gambit doesn't have the crystal, but he knows where it is, and he's willing to lead them to it. <gasps> wow. So we're starting to get plots. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. The newfound trio begin their terrible trek to the crystal. Gambit tells Jubilee he was able to steal the crystal to keep it safe from Magnus. 
he double-crossed Magnus by giving him a fake crystal. So basically, Magnus hired Gambit to get the crystal, and then Gambit gave him a fake one. Gambit leads them into a secret stronghold, which is occupied by the Guild of Thieves. He grabs a bone, (laughs) grabs a bone, which is a secret trigger (laughs) to opening the door. As the trio walks in, a shadowy figure is seen lurking behind them. You see Rusty lurking in the bushes. Lurking (laughs) in the bushes. I didn't say that with you. Electronic talking clue. It's so much fun. Those be some saber-toothed eyebrows if I've ever seen them. He follows them. Big yellow saber-toothed eyebrows. Yeah. (laughs) And I think we missed... Jubilee's first ever I'm good at getting out of tight spots. (laughs) (laughs) And I just thought like, well, I'm good at getting into tight spots. So there you go. Sex. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Gambit leads the team deeper into the caverns. (laughs) (laughs) They cross a suspension bridge over lava and enter the Cave of Wonders where the crystal is being kept. Just then, Sabretooth announces his presence. He's here for chewing bubblegum and taking lives, and he's all out of bubblegum. <laughs> Metallic stand behind him at the ready to attack! Attack! So, Alan, <laughs> yes, and then Kevin, how do you feel about Sabretooth's look here? It's odd. <laughs> <laughs> Just weird for, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's better naked. <laughs> I mean, at least you can tell it's Saber too. Yeah. I just don't like the way, like, he looks like his head has been put on somebody else's body. Because mm. why doesn't he match? <laughs> Back in the caverns. <laughs> the, real ca- the, the real caverns, not the fantasy caverns. Yeah. yeah. A kid whines about Jubilee for stopping the story. (laughs) The caves are really shaking now, and Jubilee goes to check out the commotion. She notices that water is starting to come through the rocks and decides to lead the kids further uphill. She doesn't tell them about the water issue, then Jubilee runs back to check on the water. She sees that it's quickly rising and uses pew 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 to impede its path. (laughs) She goes back to the kids, who demand more of the story. Um, there's only a pew pews there, not a pew pew pews. If you're going to be on a show, can you read it correctly? (laughs) (laughs) No ad living on this show. (laughs) Uh Not at all. (laughs) And she's like, I hope that will hold for them for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) You sounded like, oh, what's her name? Um, is it Madeline? What was your name from uh, She-Hulk? Madison. Madison. Yeah. Madison. <laughs> That's what you sounded like. Yeah. With two, with, with, with two ends and one Y, but it's not where you think. Not where you think oh it is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> she needs her own fucking show. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Back in Jubilees, the merry trio are outnumbered by Sabretooth and his metallics. Sabretooth tells Jubilee, he'll spare them if she hands over the crystal. She refuses and Sabretooth attacks. Jubilee easily dispatches him. The metallics demand the crystal. Wolverine and Gambit help dispatch the guards and the three escape the cavern. 
Suddenly, they're approached by a glowing orb that turns into Xavier, the all-knowing. <laughs> the all-knowing. <laughs> yeah. It kind of bugs me how, like, some of them get cute names and some are just Jubilee <laughs> and Gambit. Boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he's the one wizard not even Magnus can get his hands on. Yes. I am Oz. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that is who he was. The greatest power for Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you notice in this scene the animation gets so bad that like Wolverine's talking and his mouth isn't even moving? <laughs> I didn't even notice that. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's like a side shot of the. I mean, he doesn't say very many words. Yeah, but... that's true. <laughs> Me, Logan, Wolverine, Smash, man, man. Yeah. One of those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Xavier, the all-knowing, tells Jubali to heed his words. She is the key to the power of the crystal. Her own light of goodness will activate the gem, but only when the two halves are brought together. Then she will be able to defeat Magnus the Magnificent. Wolverine really badly animates his way into refusing to go up against Magnus. <laughs> Jubali tells them they have no choice. As the team heads out towards Magnus's fortress, a gross, pervy guy destroys a rat for a reason. I was like, why is there a rat in a tree, for <laughs> yeah. one? I was like, <laughs> like rats don't go there. <laughs> he is a spy for Magnus and plans to snitch on them. I feel like he should have just been mastermind. Like, he looked enough like him. Why wasn't it just mastermind? Yeah, I was... I mean, maybe it was. Maybe. I'm like, he looks familiar to me. So maybe it was supposed to be. He kind of sounded like him, too, based off what we know from what's his face in the the fake. What's his face? The janitor guy who turned into him. Oh, are you... no, sorry. Never. No, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of. Yeah, um, you're thinking of King. Uh, King. Yeah, never yeah. mind. Never mind. No, yeah, because <laughs> it could have been a cute little thing where like. I don't know they think they're going the right way or they think they're doing something. Yeah. And then it turns out it was like mastermind using his power. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Missed opportunity. He should have been a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually put a pin in that. Cause wait, this wait oh. until you hear what this is based on. Oh yeah. Okay. The trip arrive at Hollow Bastion, which is currently enshrouded in a stormy storm. <laughs> Hollow Bastion is from Kingdom Hearts. Uh, this place looked like Hollow Bastion, right? The castle? <laughs> well, I thought it was Wicked Witch of the West Castle. Oh, yeah. To me. <laughs> and, then the, and then the little, um, whatchamacallit, the Magnus guards are Wolver- Winky guards. They go, oh, oh. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I thought in my brain. <laughs> The trio enter into battle with the metal men and easily dispatch them. Gambit shows them to the vault, but Wolverine is skeptical as to why Gambit shows so much, or knows so much. Gambit leads them to the crystal, and Jubilee is about to join together when Magnus the Magnificent shows up. He takes the crystal halves and then the monologues and then monologues about it. He orders Jubilee to restore shards or die. But when he threatens Wolverine, Jubilee complies with Magnus or Magnus de- with Magnus's demands. She pew pew twice only. <laughs> the <Good>. crystal <laughs> fragment bringing them together. Yay! So we're getting somewhere. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you missed the sexiest line ever. He's like, "See how they pulsate in my dungeon." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I did miss I like, that. All oh, right. 
I was like, oh my. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> what are you insinuating, Mr. Magnificent? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> I would like to see that. Thank you. <laughs> How did we feel about Magnus the Magnificent's look with his like huge metal shoulder pads? <laughs> I don't know. Was, I, I mean, I, I was just accepting it. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I was more distracted with his, like, things on the side, like his Hair. collar. Oh. <laughs> and, like, his peripheral vision. How can he yeah. see anything? <laughs> Actually, I really liked his look. I thought it was better than the other characters for this. Yeah. I mean, he's, it seemed very much like him, if it makes more sense. I mean... Yeah, yeah. It seems like something he would wear. Because I feel like Yambit <laughs> wasn't that different, and Jubilee was kind of basic, but yeah. Magneto's is well done. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a troll. That's a troll. <laughs> Jubilee attacks the Metal Men and demands Magnus to let Wolverine go, but he refuses. Magnus challenges Jubilee to find a way out of this mess. Jubilee. Pew, pew, pews, Magnus, causing his power to overload. And he said, be nice. He is inundated by metal objects. Jubilee wins. Yeah. He's like, you are making me stronger. She's like, yeah, I know. That's what I'm planning on. And he's like, oh, no. The water whips are attacking me. It was super weird. Like, why did the water turn to, like, weird, like, tentacle things and then to, like, gray, like, sticky semen? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, it was very strange. That was a really, yeah, it looked just like cum. And we were like, why did they, why, it could have been green, like, Like, Nickelodeon slime. Apparently that attracts. Yeah. He, like, explodes. (laughs) He explodes from all the things on him. It's like a scary movie when he lets out his load. (laughs) (laughs) That's my sister's favorite part. (laughs) It's good. She's like, she's like, like, mom, you have to see this. (laughs) Nice. I remember those days. <laughs> Just like, <gasps> what's my name? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that too. <laughs> Bitch. Oh no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> anyway. In the present, not the past, in the present, Cyclops, Gambit, and Wolverine tell Jubilee to chill as she pew pews her way out of the underground almost hitting them. <laughs> Jubilee reports to the three useless men that she doesn't need them since she is ca- a capable person who also has powers and can save others. Yeah. <laughs> now, why is Gambit dressed like a pervy old man? I mean, I don't know. The chest hair's nice, but everything else is like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where are you? Where have you been? Yeah. In a cave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hated his outfit. <laughs> Yeah. Back at the manor. <gasps> he knows, Kevin. He knows. I hear, yeah. that, I hear that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Julie serves hot chocolate to the kids. A very tan gene reports to <laughs> Xavier that the kids don't seem to be suffering from the usual trauma inflicted on the kids in this type of situation. <clears throat> it turns out Jubilee saved them with storytelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She looks tan and buff. Yeah, Jean did, but only in that one scene because they sh- like, they show her again and yeah. she's like normal, <laughs> right? 
<laughs> but yeah, she's like, why are these children traumatized? This is not correct. <laughs> I know. They should be they should be like crying to go home to their parents <laughs> and like having nightmares. I don't like this, Jubilee. What did you do? <laughs> and you know why this is? Because Jean is the hidden villain ever since season one. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I was just at Disneyland and Vicky, who you met, of course, um, ordered a frozen hot chocolate. I was like, isn't that just like a frozen milk? <laughs> if it's frozen, it's not hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah. It was good, though. It wasn't great, but it was good. <laughs> Yeah. The kids demand to hear the end of the story. Jubilee tells them that with the kingdom restored, everyone was pretty happy. <laughs> a very monotone prince and a very helium elated <laughs> princess tell Jubilee. <laughs> princess Jean can't wait to make Jubilee a princess. They plan to tutor and train Jubilee to be a proper lady. Jubilee bounces and joins up with Wolverine and Gambit, and they bounce. Oh, I cracked up so hard at this. She's like, hey! She's like, Nade. Jubilee, I mean, Jean like Nade. Well, I, I, I laughed even harder at Cyclops. We're very proud of you, Jubilee. I know. Right. I know. Right. Oh, my gosh. I, I had to rewind it. I was so yeah. Um You know what it yeah. reminds me of? Um, Rachel is obsessed. Or when we were younger, she was obsessed with that game Dragon's Lair. Have you ever played that? I never played it, but I heard of it. There's yeah. a part where when the knight finds the princess, um, Rachel loves to like mimic the princess. Where she's like, oh, you found me. I can't believe you made it here. It just sounds like Jean right there. Very, very peach. Did I win? Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I just got hey! Super Mario Brothers Wonder. It's so much fun. I freaking oh love it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You could be like four different Yoshis. You could be like Toad or Toad. That's Dead. so great. You could be Daisy. You could be Nabbit. Like there's characters you can be. That's so cool. Yeah. Yay. Okay. As the kids are leaving, they beg to come back in the future. Oh, and hear another story. Jubilee tells them, sure, but she's getting her tubes tied. <laughs> <laughs> Jubilee kisses Wolverine on the cheek. <laughs> I think I'm going to miss you most of all. And flips away to clean up. <laughs> Professor, X, Professor X gushes about how proud of Jubilee he are. <laughs> why does she like... Even though he's like, yeah. Why does she do somersaults into the forest? <laughs> <laughs> I put... I put Jubilee eases on down the road. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like, boo -doo, boo -doo, boo. <laughs> she's like, I don't know. It was so crazy. It was so weird. <laughs> I'm going to do oh. that one day. Just say bye and then run into the forest. I would pay to see you yeah. be that nimble. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I, I didn't know she lives in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... I guess we should ask first, before I go over things, uh, how do we feel about this episode? Starting with Alan, was it extreme, expected, or would you exit out? I would say expected. I wouldn't, I was expecting a little bit more, to be honest. Okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was as expected for me. 
How about you, Kevin? I don't even know. How <laughs> <laughs> because I did have a good time with it. I, and actually, my uh, guess about this was not that far off. I was like, oh, it yeah. is kind of, I mean, she's just making a, a thing in her, her mind, her story. But I was like, oh, she pretty much like had goblins and ghoulies and like princesses and princes and, you know. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't really move the X-Men story along at all. But <laughs> But I don't know. I don't know. I guess expected, but I don't know. For me, I mean, I could. It's it's not needed. It's not needed. So like, you could exit out too. So that's I'm like, ugh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I I don't hate this episode, but I'm gonna exit out because the animation is such. It takes away from it so much. It's so bad. The animation is so. Why did you do that to Gambit? Why does Why does Wolverine talk like that? Like <laughs> it looks so bad. And I think. Oh, Professor X has some weird stuff at the end too. He's like, he had his like. Oh yeah. And his chin seemed to pop out. You know, like oh. <laughs> and I think compared, like once you kind of know the source material that it came from, you're like, this could have been so much better. So oh. I'll go over that now. But I'll start by telling both okay. of you this. This is the most hated episode hated? of the whole series. <laughs> it's the lowest rated on IMDb at 5.5 out of 10. Everything else is generally like 6 or above. But this one was one of the only ones that dipped <laughs> under 6. <laughs> it just doesn't fit at all in the slightest. Like you could, you could totally take it out and no, no one would be the wiser. Yeah. You know? And I mean, it is cute. I think the whole Jubilee going through the caverns with the kids could have been different. Um, I'll go over the source material. Maybe you'll see what I mean. So this is kind of based on, um, it's very based on Uncanny X-Men 153. And then they also kind of draw on Wolverine um, Reign of Terra. The only thing they really drawn on from Wolverine is, it's kind of like Wolverine and um, uh, the New Mutants or X-Force where Rain, who we know is Wolfsbane, is kind of like losing her mind after everything that went down with her being forced into slavery by uh, Cameron Hodge. So (laughs) to kind of deal with her trauma, she goes into a fantasy world, and in her fantasy world is Magnus the Magnificent. So that's where Mm. they pulled him from. Okay. The rest of the story is mainly based on X Men One Fifty Three, which is right after Emma had switched bodies with Storm just mm. to fuck with her. <laughs> <laughs> and so Emma, as Storm, and the Hellfire Club attacked the manor or the school, and they destroyed big chunks of it. So uh, it leaves Iliana, and this is Iliana before she's a teenager. She's still a child at this point. She's kind of, like, traumatized by, am I safe at the school? Like, it's just been attacked. So since Colossus and Kitty are kind of dating at this point, and Ileana is Colossus' sister, the two of them go up to Ileana to try to ease her to go to sleep. And as a way to get her to go to sleep, Kitty tells her a story. See, it's even working on Kevin. As I'm speaking, (laughs) he's falling asleep. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No. So, I mean, with that being... I know it would be weird to bring Ileana back just for that reason, but I don't know. That just seems like such a sweeter reason than like we're trapped in this cavern with kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I mean, this whole episode is like Magic School Bus yeah. meets um, Dungeons and Dragons meets Jenny Quest. Yeah. That's what this episode was. <laughs> so what I like better about Kitty's story in the comic... Well, first off, Kitty's more of a pirate. Actually, I'm going to post this where it shows <gasps> all the characters. The pirate Kitty? Yeah, Pirate Kitty. Oh, that's like her. That's like the one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll like bring some more of like a cigar smoking like ape. <laughs> so I know why they didn't do that for the episode. <laughs> this is where we get to see Nightcrawler as a Banff. Uh, Colossus is a pirate Bamf. with Kitty. Scott is still just noble prince. <laughs> Charles Xavier is the wizard. <laughs> Storm shows up as the genie. Uh, Lockheed is in it as the dragon, and he actually gets to talk. He's actually a full-size dragon that talks. Ooh. Oh! But what I like about it is Magnus doesn't show up in this version. The big bad is Jean Grey as the Dark Phoenix. <gasps> and oh. what's kind of cool about it is Professor X is the only one who can temporarily stop her. Because he carries with him an orb that contains the true essence of Jean. So whenever the phoenix (gasps) sees it, it runs in fear. And that's the problem is they need to find a way to get the orb close to Dark Phoenix long enough to bring back Jean's essence. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Yeah, and what's kind of cool is once (gasps) Jean is restored, it breaks the curse on, on Cyclops so that he doesn't constantly shoot lasers out of his eyes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, like, a cuter story with, like, purpose. Like, I feel like that's kind of Kitty working through her trauma of Dark Phoenix. Right. And she's passing on that comfort to Kitty. So, that's where I think the episode could have drawn a little bit more on that. You could have done that. Easy. Yeah. And then that would, like, make sense as to why Mastermind is there. Like, I don't know. It's a better story. (laughs) Yeah. Oops. Hmm. Krista Jubilee. Krista Jubilee. <laughs> so who would we say? I guess we'll probably all have the same one, but who's the MXP of the story? <laughs> I guess it's Jubilee. She's the only one that's doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> she saved everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Although maybe Jean for that giddy laugh. I don't know. <laughs> um, who would we say is the X Factor? Or what would we say is the X Factor? I don't know. Saving children. <laughs> well, I'll say this. It's so rude. I'll start off just to kind of get the ball rolling. But I feel like this episode did have far-reaching effects on, um, you know, like we said, other writers, I think, probably drew on this. But also the fact that later on they came out with an X-Men fairy tales line where they do have all the X-Men in, like, fairy tale forms. So whether that was based on X-Men 153, the comic, or Jubilee's fairy tale theater, I feel like having different versions of the X-Men and, like, kind of having fun with them in different versions, like, even gay Wolverine with gold (laughs) claws, like, it's just a fun X-Men thing. So I think this was a good way to show that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we'll all agree with that. <laughs> I think this is Marvel's way to be like Disney bias. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's very true. I mean, I, I guess it's typical that they would shove Jubilee into positions that she, they're like, "Yeah, we gotta go fuck off anywhere. It's up to you, Jubilee. <laughs> like, take care of the children." It's true. It's like, oh, I have to babysit. It's. I mean, that's very much 
at least in the series too that's what they do they treat her as like whatever yeah how rude i know season five like the first six episodes are very jubilee centric yeah yeah don't get and then they're like jubilee you actually did good yeah. <laughs> like you actually did a good job we're so proud of you <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're not incompetent like we all thought right yeah yeah flip into the forest <laughs> so in this episode we got to kind of see uh professor x gambit jubilee wolverine Sabretooth, magneto as fairy tale characters so for previously on i want to know who else would you have most liked to see interpreted uh rogue uh, storm beast or mr sinister <laughs> oh, sorry. uh is it Rogue Beast, Storm, or Sinister? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think Sinister would be way cool and over the top. And I, I think he'd probably be like Mombi with his the spiky <laughs> things. Yes. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and then he can take his heads off and stuff. I don't know. That Ooh, would be that's fun. the drawing for the week. You just like made me so excited. My nipples are hard. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Yeah, yeah, I would say Mr. Sinister too, because I feel like he's more like the mystical character. Maybe he can maybe even be like a witch or warlock. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Now you're going into Kevin territory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I said Mr. Sinister too for that reason. He already is kind of like halfway there, living on a prayer to being like a fairy tale character. My second would be Rogue, only because I already got to see Storm as a fairy tale character in the comic, and she's pretty cool. But in the show, Mr. Sinister would be the coolest to see. If Emma was in this, she'd totally be Elsa. Oh, yeah, she would. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Kevin, next up is Old Soldiers. What do you think is going on here? Does the end credit preview have anything to do with it? No. That was a different episode it showed. <laughs> oh. That's what I thought. I'm like, I thought I saw that already. Yeah, <laughs> so <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> I think that might have been because um, that's the order they showed them, maybe. I'd have to look at the episode, though. But, yeah, we're really out okay. of order at this point. So old soldiers, is it? Is it like a Wolverine centric episode? I don't know. It sounds like a Wolverine centric episode. It's like I was a soldier and I knew Sabretooth and I. Uh, I'm gonna meet Captain America now. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. You just guessed that. Did you see the the little thumbnail? No. <laughs> I, is that really? No, I didn't see anything about it. So this, I just figured that's. Old Soldiers is the Len Wein episode. So basically they asked Len if he'd like to come back and write another episode. He said, yeah, I'd love to. I want to do like one with Wolverine and Captain America back in the day. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so funny. And that's Eric so Lewald was like, ooh, I don't know. Marvel's being really like tight-lipped with their characters. I don't think they'll let you let us use Captain America. And Len was like, give me a week. And he came back and he was like, yeah, they'll, they'll let us use him. <laughs> Because I guess, like, everybody just loved Len Wein. Like, I guess he was just a great guy, and he, like, pretty much created Wolverine. So they are like, yeah, do whatever you want. That's so, that's so cool. I was just using context clues and what I knew about the story already, and there you go. There you go, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole episode about, like, Wolverine before he's – I forgot. There's a continuity problem in this one. But we'll talk about it next week. Mm. Yeah. 
because okay. Wolverine was originally going to be a very different character than what he turned out to be, but we'll talk about it. Oh, I'm excited. I forgot oh, about right. that until just now. <laughs> Let's see if you catch it before I tell you what it is. Okay. Oh. Probably not, but okay. okay. <laughs> All right, Alan. Yes. Because you're so charming and people want to hear more of you, where can they go? Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> they can go, well, especially if you are a Disney fan uh, and you like to go on TikTok. Uh, check out my Disney TikTok. It's Diz Guy Allen. Um, yeah, I just post a bunch of Disney content on there and Disney news. So you can use that as your Disney updates. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, you make very good videos, but I don't know if I told you, but Vicky's always like, we need to like make videos that are like the standard of Alan's videos. Oh, wow. <laughs> so she's trying to be you for um, uh, what's it called? Magical journeys. Oh, yeah. magical, My journeys. magical journeys. My magical journeys. See, ah. I did it again. <laughs> All right, where can they find you, Kevin? Yeah, uh, you can follow my personal Instagram, KJEEZY87, or the other podcast that I do called Words of the Witches, where we're covering the charmed comics still with a thousand deaths in the dynamite run. So, ta da. Nice. Yeah, we're like trucking right along. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can find um, my book. Which is for a dream of waking or anything, Sean, on Instagram. That's where I primarily post. That's it. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with Old Soldiers <laughs> next week. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> that was too many views. <laughs> <laughs>